What is up, beautiful people? And welcome back to another episode of Mother Knows Best, honey. Hope y'all are doing good. Again, everybody, I do want to apologize for this episode being late. I was working on an amazing project yesterday with my best friend, and we are really excited about this project. As um, we continue to go along, I will, you know, put little pops of, you know, what's going on on Facebook and Twitter. So please watch there. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and jump into this week's episode. So if y'all couldn't tell (laughs) by the title, you know, it's about mother getting caught doing something, something, something. And as I told y'all before, mother was a hoe. Back then, young, dumb, didn't know no better, was looking for sex and love in all the wrong places. And... This is going to be the story that I'm going to tell y'all today of the one and only time that mother got caught doing the nasty, okay? Now, I also want to start off with just a little bit of information. One, I am going to keep the name of this individual, uh, excuse me, unrevealed, right? I'm going to hide the name. The reason for that is that when me and this person was messing around when we was younger, they was on the down low, on the DL. And pretty sure they probably still there. Like last time I saw them was when I was about 18 or whatnot. But pretty sure considering the life that they was about, they ain't ever come up out the closet. So I'm not going to out that person. I'm not going to be that girl. Obviously, if y'all listened to last week's episode, I have experienced what it is to be outed. So I am going to make sure that I keep this person's name hidden and respect that if they so happen or anybody that they know so happens to hear this podcast, they're not going to know it's them. <laughs> okay. All right. So, baby, <laughs> as I told y'all before, mama was fast, honey, okay? She was a whoa, oh, oh, back in the day. And I started having sex at 13. Uh, same as my grandmother. So, you know, come on, generational curses. <laughs> Check the box right into that footstep. But... The uh, mother did start when she was 13 years old, honey, and I was uh, really uh, getting it in with the next door neighbor, okay? And he was a light-skinned little cutie, you hear what I'm saying? Light-skinned cutie, kind of like medium build, nice ass, nice feet. She had curly, like, you know, mixed boy hair. Mm. Oh, God, she was mm, yummy. And, but... Child, she was a hoodlum, and again, her and then no, no better was after all the wrong folks. Okay, so I'll tell y'all the story how we first started hooking up at another time. But no, we have been screwing around for about a year because I started again at thirteen. So this story kicks off on my fourteenth birthday. So the morning of my birthday, kind of like the afternoon, whatnot, my father, sperm donor, had. <laughs> had come up to give me like a birthday present. He bought me like two pairs of shoes and thought he was doing it, honey. And, you know, it was cute. He played um, that old song by 50 Cent. Oh my God. Uh, I think it was like in the club or something like that. Popping bottles. Something. It was like popping bottles in the club, whatever. Look, I'm showing my age, y'all. <laughs> Can't even remember the song. But anyway, uh, he came up and he was blasting that in the car thinking he was doing something. And, you know, it was some cute shoes. I mean, they was, they were cute for what he purchased, not knowing who I was as an individual in my style. And that's where we'll leave it. So it was a really good birthday. Enjoy. 
had a good time, was kikiing it up. And then, you know, the night came and everybody kind of got chill. Uh, my mother had gone out with uh, her then boyfriend, who is the father of my little brother. My grandmother went upstairs to go to sleep. And next door neighbor came on over. So he was like, oh, you know, it's your birthday. You know, let me give you some head. <laughs> I ain't going to turn that down. So go right on ahead. So he get on down there. I'm watching TV again. The house is in my eyes clear. Granny done went to sleep. She ain't paying no mind. And my mama out. And I'm going to hear the exhaust on the car back and in. So I'm going to know what's up. So, uh... At the time, I want to say that sound like Jeremiah, like birthday sex was a thing out and about. And that's like everybody like freaky idea that they wanted to do was have sex on their birthday. So he was right on par and was like, oh, you know, it's your birthday. I, you know, I didn't, didn't get me. You know, let me, I want you to fuck me. I, you know, happy birthday. I'm like, I bet. And he leans over the coffee table and we start doing the do. And like all into it. Like I am feeling it. It's feeling good. It's my birthday. I done got everything I wanted, including him. And all of a sudden, we like maybe 15, 20 minutes in is, you know, hitting all the right notes. All of a sudden, I hear, what the hell's going on? <laughs> Luckily, y'all, <laughs> your girl. Used to wear baggy-ass hood clothes. And so I immediately stepped away from him. And so my shirt went over me so she couldn't see none of me. And the way he moved, because he saw her first, it looked like he was, like, had his ass out. And then she didn't necessarily notice that we were having sex. But girl got caught by Miss Mary, honey. My granny caught me, y'all, balls deep in <laughs> the next door neighbor. On my 14th birthday, y'all. And I can sit here and laugh and tell y'all this now because, you know, she done came to terms with who she is, what she about, and how she operate. And it don't matter to me no more. You know, my granny done passed on. She knew the truth when she went over to the other side. And if anybody listening that's going to be shocked and gooped by this will be my mother. And if she's shocked and gooped by any of this, baby, that's your problem, not mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I can sit here and laugh, like I said, you know, telling y'all this now, but I immediately then went into like cleanup mode and panic mode because I have to get ahead of the situation, right? Part of that whole narcissistic behavior, again, it started out early. I was, I grew up, I was not raised. Like they did their best at trying to raise me, but because they had their own lives, their own struggles, their own situations, I just grew up and had to figure it out. So I was always that person to control my own narrative. So you didn't know anything about me unless I told you or unless I broke the news. So I didn't run upstairs to her room and was like, oh, you know, he was, you know, playing and trying to twerk on me like a girl and I was pushing him away. And that's why you saw that. And I don't know what's wrong with him. <laughs> and like literally lying my ass off. And my grandma was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, sure, okay. And... Went on back downstairs and was in the panic, like, man, she going to tell my mama, like, I got to figure out what to do and say. So then I go ahead and text my mom and was like, oh, um, Michael was twerking on me like a girl and like, you know, playing around and he had his pants down and Fatty came down. Fatty is my grandmother's nickname. 
And she was like, y'all need to stop playing, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, okay, cool. That's solved. That way, like when my grandmother tell it, I done already got ahead of it. And now I can just go off of this notion of this is what he was doing. I don't know what's wrong with her, yada, yada, yada. I ain't going to lie to y'all, y'all. No allegiance whatsoever. <laughs> Do you hear me? Like, none. It was me or her, and I was going to pick me every time. And so I had to steal that ass up the road and throw it under the bus. Sorry, it was some good booty, but she had to go under the bus on that day. And so, like, for the next couple of weeks and months, like, it was a thing. Like, my grandmother would constantly be like, I hear him running around here with his ass out. Like, it was a joke. Like, I had played it off well enough that everybody made it a joke. And, y'all, I had to just sit there and awkwardly laugh every time she would tell that damn story. (laughs) Like, I had to awkwardly laugh and cackle like, I was really, ooh, child, mm-hmm. No, I damn well, like, man, I was kind of having sex. I done lied, but I ain't got away with it, so we just going to keep on laughing at this shit so don't nobody figure it out. So, you know, fast forward, didn't make sure, like, we didn't play in the house. If we did, like, everybody was truly gone, like, out the house. And, you know, we kept on fucking for years. But kind of, you know, stepping back, right, because, you know, Every time I do these, I step back and kind of tell the lesson. So stepping back of it all, like, A, <laughs> I shouldn't have been doing nothing that I was doing at 13, 14. Like, I didn't still understand my body, myself, my mind, and everything else. But, you know, looking for love, looking for validation, and so having to stumble upon that realm of sex. And lo and behold, you know, there I am, you know, having sex, doing things, doing adult things, trying to make myself feel okay and feel good because my home life and school was, you know, crap. And I've told y'all this before. I was a fat kid. You know, I told y'all in the House of Body episode. So a lot of my life was always just coping and dealing with whatever was thrown at me, you know, dealing with whatever was tossed my way. And I know I'm not alone in that. You know, I when I sit and talk with the bestie and my, you know, my kids and my family and, you know, the people under me at the House of Paramore, you know, we all have that kind of similar notion and similar wavelength of we were looking for love because love was not necessarily readily available at home. They loved us in the best way that they could and the best of their ability, but they also had their own life and their own struggle. And, you know, they were still a person and human, you know, trying to raise another human, if that makes sense, right? They didn't have it all figured out. And <laughs> here they are trying to teach you and guide you and they ain't even got it all figured out. It's one of the reasons why I'm glad I ain't never have kids. Biological children. I have children as far as, again, under the house paramour, you know, people that call me mother, people that call me daddy, people call me mother, father. And for those children, you know, I try to be the best mother or father that I can be. But I'm definitely glad I've never had biological children. One, I don't want to pass on the generational curses. Two, I ain't got all this figured out yet. I'm still bumbling and stumbling my fat ass way through life. I can't then be responsible for another life and trying to guide them and teach them. And I don't even know what the hell I'm doing yet. You know what I'm saying? 32, just getting my feet wet in this game of creativity and finding my own way and finding my own path. You know, just getting my... Be wet as far as spirituality and witchcraft. Like, I have no ability to raise another human and teach them how to be a proper, you know, member of society. Especially when it's, you know, a society I don't even like, uh, you know, a system I don't like and don't necessarily want to be a part of. So, I think whatever 
entity, high power ancestors that was looking out for me and was like, nah, she need to go over here and be playing with boys because <laughs> she going to be fast. <laughs> and we don't, need her, we don't need her reproducing, right? So I, I, I can sit laughing at it now again and have a good time. But back then, like, that's the cook of it all. That's that's really the truth. Like, I was so lost in life and being an old soul. Like, again, I'm 32, but I swear for God, this soul, this energy that charges this body is about 497 years old. I, this life done been through it. This soul done been through it. Done been back for a few times and figured it all out. And now, this lifetime, I feel like I'm having a ball. I'm having a blast and standing in, like, the essence. I got here a lot faster than, you know... I did the previous times around. And now I get to sit and tell these stories on this podcast and allow people to hear my truth, hear who I am, why I am the way that I am. And additionally, if somebody's out there with a similar story, now you cannot feel alone because that was part of my issue. I felt so alone in my life, which is, again... Common themes, right? I said that in the first podcast at the beginning of the year, you know, a lot of these now stories have those like root themes that I can trace back, you know, feeling alone, not feeling validated, feeling like I didn't, you know, understand what love was, you know, my father wasn't around. So seeing other people who had both mom and dad, you know, why was I not, you know, capable of having that? My mother, again, tried to compensate, but you know, can't stop what happens in my head, right? And from that loneliness, you know, discovered, you know, scary movie two, I want to say it was, is what started showing me about masturbation. I want to say it was the, they were downstairs when they got locked in that freezer and she like was rubbing his dick. <laughs> she got shot up to, to the freezer door. That's how I started playing with myself. That's, I was like, oh, he, his face looked like he was having fun and enjoying. Like, I'm curious. I want to see if this works. And it did. And child, at that point, I realized that if anybody stressed me out, I could jerk off and make myself feel better. It became an endorphin shot. So then that just rolled into the sex craze and want to have sex with people. And it, really, at a certain point in my life, I will dare say it was a sex addiction. I was never classified as that. I was doing my own dirt, you know, in my own lane. But I will stand here with a thousand percent conviction and tell y'all what it is. I was a sex addict for late teens, early 20s. And I, you know, I'd probably say even, you know, up until the last year or so. Really, when I started working on myself and therapy and all that, my depression kind of took me down, but I was still like screwing around. But really, this year, 20, this year, last year in 2020, so the last two, three years have been like that breaking point where I've turned and now it's like, I only play with people I have a connection with. You know, I need to know you before we get into a bed and play together because it just takes way too much energy, time, and effort to get to know somebody, especially if you're trying to do it on the fly. I don't know really your whole name. We just shot a few messages back and forth. Now you here. I got to figure out what you like, what you don't like, how you like it, how rough, how deep. Uh, 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 uh. It's exhausting. I need to know you so we can go into this room and throw down and have fun with each other and then come out and smoke a bowl and get some food. Like, I, if we ain't recharging each other, baby, it's enough. <laughs> That's why I stand down. You know what I'm saying? Mother, father to figure themselves out. Now I'm like, mm, no, baby, can't, can't be handing out dick for free. 
Because that go along with energy depletion and mm, 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 ain't trying to be depleted like that. No, 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 no. These balls can be depleted, but this energy cannot. <laughs> okay. So, you know, re-examining it again, you know, was being lonely and looking for that love. Also having like little to no self-worth, like not realizing like what, how great I was, at, even at 13, 14, how great I was of a person. Because again, my frame of reference is school, high school, elementary, middle school, and being treated like shit because of my weight. So here is this individual next door that is the built of all the kids and everybody that's calling me names at school. And this person is attracted to me. This person is wanting to do sexual things with me. This person is interested in me. This person has at least expressed interest from literally my head to my feet. And that really read as love, even though it was just lust and, you know, maybe puppy love at the most. And that is where that, you know, established in my head that I can go out here and if these people are going to sleep with me, they must care about me and they're going to tell me that I did a good job. So not only am I getting love, I'm also getting validation. and. People don't talk about it a lot, you know, still to this day, a lot of sexual discussions is, is taboo. You don't talk about it. You don't tell, mm -mm, that's, that's done in the bedroom, especially even the older generations. You didn't talk about it. And now a lot of the millennial generation, like we're a little bit more open than our previous generation was, but it needs to be just widely accepted that people talk about sex and their sexual history. You know, we are so keen and accustomed to judging, like, depending on how many people someone slept with, you know, how many bodies they got. It shouldn't matter. It's just like anything else out here in life. Sometimes you try a few before you find the one that you like. Same with masturbation. You got to do it to know what you like. Other than that, when you get in the room with somebody else, they not going to be able to know what you like unless you tell them. And if you don't know what you like, then we at a stalemate. You know what I'm saying? So, you know... You have to explore your body and explore what you like. And I'm all open for sexual freedom. If you don't want to be a slut, don't. You know what I'm saying? But if you do, baby, go out there and try you a few. Whether you gay, straight, bi, pansexual, I don't give a shit. Go play. Go explore. Especially if you in your late teens, 18 and above. It's just because I know I had sex early. I'm not going to tell y'all not to have sex early, but I'm not going to promote it out here publicly, okay? Do what you do, but I will say for the public, 18 and up, <laughs> um, and you are comfortable with yourself and you're not doing it for the wrong reasons, go explore. Go have fun and don't let nobody tell you otherwise. Don't let nobody tell you that you, you know, only you're supposed to wait to marriage. Don't, mm, 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 baby. If that's what you want to do, do it. But don't let anybody other than yourself have control or autonomy over your body and your sexual health and your sexual being, okay? And that's just a thing I've learned throughout my, you know, my history. You know, again, I started at 13. I'm 32. Now, I go into a room, especially with somebody I know, and her daddy puts it down, and that's where we're going to leave it. And But that's come from me knowing what I like, listening to other people, exploring people's bodies, exploring my own body, trying different toys, trying different methods, different lubes that like you have to explore. And if you don't, you get into this position of, oh, this is the only thing I like. 
And then you can kind of become a little boring, a little vanilla. And again, nothing's wrong with that. If you are not willing to try, again, don't let anybody other than yourself tell you what to do. And that's including me. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just laying it out. I recommend you try as much as you can. Try before you buy. It just is what it is. You will know what you like then. And then when you are ready to settle down or, you know, ready to sit down and not be so, so much of a slut like the rest of us, then you will have an idea of what you like and you can communicate that properly to your partner. But if you don't go out here and explore and play around and test the waters, you don't know what you like. And that makes it just that much more difficult, A, for a partner, and B, it places the responsibility on your partner to have to figure it out. And that's not their responsibility. It is yours. I will stand in that conviction all day long. It is your responsibility to know what you like and how you like it sexually. I will stand on that all day long. And if that's the cross I got to die on, fucking nail me to it. It is your responsibility to know what you like sexually, period. Okay? Okay. And in addition to that, you know, don't let someone have the ability to slut shame you. You know, it's your preference. And if they call you a slut, take that power away immediately. Sure I am. You shut it down. Don't let it hold any power over you. Know who you are and don't be ashamed of who you are. That's the biggest thing that so many of us do, especially queer people, is we will sit and allow ourselves to feel shame and have our shame and our sexuality combined into one. And there's a, I don't know if y'all have seen it, but the Netflix show Big Mouth. This recent season of Big Mouth did a really good job calling that out for the queer community if people paid attention to it. But we are so hell-bent because we are taught being queer is wrong and you shouldn't do it. So therefore, there's an immediate amount of shame attached. And then when you start to explore sexually, you have now that shame attached to the sexuality and you want to thrive, but you feel ashamed to do so. We got to end that. We got to put an end to that. That can't keep going forward. You know, be sexually free and get caught. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the whole kind of story about this. Get caught. If you get caught, that means you was doing it. And if you was doing it, that means you know what you like. Like, it's going to happen. And don't be embarrassed by getting caught. And don't lie. You know, again, you was doing it. You was adult enough to decide to do it. Then be adult enough to stand in that conviction. And I wish I could go back and tell myself that. Like, girl, just tell the truth. <laughs> don't lie. Just uh, We was fucking. What's the worst that's going to happen? They either going to say, don't do it in the house no more. Sit down and have a conversation with you. Or you got, you know, the negative side of them possibly kicking you out. Life would have still gotten you to where you were going to be because you were destined to get to this point, period. You know? So don't lie. Be truthful, be honest, and be respectful of yourself. And just explore and enjoy. Right? So as always, y'all, I love y'all. Thank y'all for listening to this, you know, crazy episode of, you know, when I got caught doing the do and, you know, kind of my long narration expl- explanation of everything and hopefully gassing y'all up. Like, take charge of who you are and be proud of who you are. You know, don't let anyone rock your world and throw you off of your balance beam or throw you off of your path because of shame or because they decided to give you some type of name or try to shun you in some way. Be proud of who you are. Love who you are. 
Do not apologize for who you are. Stay beautiful. Stay full of love. Give unconditional love, even if that's not what you received. And I will see y'all next week.